2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 19. One verse of scripture and prayer and then you can be seated. The Bible said, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Father, I pray that you'll bless the reading of thy word. I ask you this morning to touch us and help us. God, give us the liberty and the vocabulary to preach this morning. God, I pray for that soul that's nearest hell. Dear God, I pray Holy Ghost conviction upon their soul this morning. May they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we that are saved this morning, God, I pray that you'd help us this morning just to rejoice and be thankful. Lord, that as it's already been sung, the blood has washed away our sins. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, that it will never, never, never lose its power. Lord, I pray this morning now that you'll be glorified in all that will be said and done. And we do love you and we ask it in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen, amen. All right. I want you to look this morning here in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 19. And there's one word that I want to lift out of this text this morning. And it's the word that I want to preach on concerning the thought that God has given us. And it's the word foundation. Notice that the apostle Paul says, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. And I want to preach a few minutes this morning on the foundation of salvation the foundation of salvation. You see, there's a lot of foundations that have been laid, but the Bible makes it clear in 2 Corinthians 3 and verse number 11, for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Amen? And thank God for that foundation. That is the foundation that the Apostle Paul is talking about in this text here. And he's going to give us three things concerning this foundation of salvation because everything... that we believe about salvation this morning, uh, it is not in a plan, but it is in a person. Amen? Uh, salvation is more than religion. It's more than formality. But real salvation is wrapped up in a person and it's in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I want you to see three things in this text this morning uh, concerning the foundation of salvation. I want you to see, to see first of all, uh, the standing of this foundation. He said, nevertheless, the foundation foundation of God standeth sure. The standing of this foundation. I promise you this morning that this foundation that Paul is talking about is a foundation that has stood and will stand the test of time. Amen. I want you to see here concerning the standing of this foundation. I see here that the standing of this foundation is essential. Amen. Notice that first word there. He said nevertheless. Amen. In other words, in spite of uh, well, to know what Paul is saying about, and you've got to go back one verse as he said this, uh, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Some uh, have followed those uh, that have the false teaching and the false preaching uh, that Christ uh, and his salvation would not be good enough, that the resurrection uh, has passed. But the Bible said that nevertheless, uh, Paul said in spite of what others say, and in spite of what some may believe, he said this foundation is essential for salvation. And friend, if you're gonna go to heaven, you're gonna have to go through the blood, amen? If you're gonna go to heaven, you've gotta go by way of the cross. You gotta go through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. You must be born again. You know why? Because this foundation is essential, amen? And then this foundation is eternal. Look what he said in verse number 19. 
17. He said, nevertheless, uh, the foundation, notice this, of God. Amen. You see, this is not the foundation of man. Uh, this is not the foundation of religion, but it is the foundation of God. I'm talking about the one that created this world. I'm talking about the one that spoke everything into existence. I'm talking about the one that gave us breath in our body. I'm telling you this morning, uh, this foundation that I'm standing on, uh, it is an eternal foundation because God is the maker of this foundation. It's not wrapped up uh, in religion. It's not wrapped up in works. Uh, it's not wrapped up in being a good person. Uh, but my friend, it is in Jesus Christ, uh, the only begotten Son of God. Amen. And so I'm glad this morning that this foundation is eternal. It will stand the test of time. It is essential. But the standing of this foundation is also enduring. Notice what he said. He said, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth. Amen. I want to tell you, friend, this foundation cannot be broken up. This foundation cannot be tore up. This foundation cannot falter. And this foundation cannot fail. It'll stand the test of time. It'll stand through all the apostates. It'll stand against all the atheists. It'll stand against all the false teaching. I'm telling you, friend, it is an enduring salvation foundation. Amen. When you think about being saved this morning through all that you and I have ever been through, salvation has still stood. Amen. All the preaching of the prophets, all the preaching of the apostles uh, and men of God down through the ages. Uh, listen, religions uh, have come and have gone, uh, but Christianity is still here, amen. Doesn't matter what the world says this morning, this foundation's gonna endure. It doesn't matter what people think or what they believe. There's all the time new religions that are coming out and new religions uh, that are being formed uh, and some pass off the scene and some fade, some gain popularity. But this foundation, it's still standing free. It's enduring. Uh, it endured the hardships of life. Uh, it's what sees us through our darkest hours uh, and our darkest days. Uh, it is an enduring foundation. This foundation this morning it is essential. It is enduring. I see that this foundation uh, is eternal. But then this morning, this foundation is exciting. Amen. Amen. The Bible said that the foundation of God standeth sure. You know, when you think about that word, sure, I looked that up. I'm not no Greek theologian by no means, uh, but the word sure in the Greek is where we get our English word stereo. And you know that we use that word stereo. Uh, listen, it's, a, it's a, a musical system that we talk about most of the time when we're talking about stereo, but it's in contrast to something that is solid. Uh, mono means something that is flat. It means something that is dull. Uh, listen, sometimes like our services can be flat, uh, they can be dull. They can just kindly be mono. Have you ever heard a preacher get up and preach kindly flat? I hope I'm not doing that this morning. Uh, but kindly dull, kindly mono. Uh, but stereo uh, is something that is solid. Uh, it is something that is projected. It is something that is exciting. Amen. I want to tell you this morning, uh, uh, listen, when you turn the stereo on, you're not wanting to hear something dull and flat, but you want to magnify what is being said. Well, but Paul said, 
in this text here, he said, in spite of what people teach, in spite of what some may believe, he said, the foundation of salvation, the foundation of God, which is Jesus Christ, he said, it standeth sure. It is exciting. Friend, I want to tell you, the world gives you nothing but death, but Jesus gives you life. The world is flat. The world is dull. If you go to the world, you'll have to keep going back and going back and going back because the world can never satisfy. The world will leave you empty. The world will leave you lifeless. The world will leave you dull. But the foundation of salvation, just one drink and just one drop of this salvation free and your life is forever changed. And thank God you have new meaning. It takes you out of nothing and it puts you into everything. Isn't it good to be saved and to be a child of God? Hallelujah. You see, I wouldn't trade this uh, with the beer-drinking crowd and the dope-smoking crowd. Uh, I know the devil tries to make that stuff look good, uh, but if it's as good as they say it is, uh, then why do they got to keep going back to it? Amen? If it's as good as they say it is, uh, why do they look so miserable? Why are they they losing everything they've got? Can I tell you everything I have, everything you have, uh, it's because of God. Uh, You look how good your life is uh, uh, since you became a child of God. You look how blessed your family is. Had God not saved you, I wonder where my life and your life would be. I'm telling you, friend, it standeth sure. Hallelujah. The greatest thing that ever happened to any of us was the day that we got saved. There's the standing of this foundation. And then I want you to notice something else in this text here. There's the ceiling of this foundation. He said, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Notice this, having this seal. What is that seal? Notice this phrase. The Lord knoweth them that are his. Now that's the seal that's on this foundation. God seals an individual when they get saved. That word seal, it means to brand. Just like a farmer would brand his livestock uh, to assure his ownership on that livestock. That livestock carries that brand. It carries that seal. It lets you know who the owner is. Uh, it lets you know who it belongs to. I'm gonna tell you something. Jesus Christ uh, has the seal of God's approval and God's ownership on him. Uh, I wanna tell you when God, Jesus was baptized uh, by John in the river Jordan, God rolled back the clouds, took the pulpit of eternity and spoke out of heaven and thundered and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased on the Mount of Transfiguration. He did the same thing again, reminding us that there's just one son. Thank God I'm glad the father gave the son and the son gave his life and he that knows the son knows life, amen. I'm telling you, I'm glad that the Son of God became the Son of Men so that we, the Son of Men, might become the sons of God. I'm telling you, isn't it good to be saved and to know Jesus and to have this seal that the Lord knoweth them that are his. Amen. 
You see this seal in verse 19, it speaks of uh, uh, security. A seal is something uh, that my friend speaks of security, uh, knowing that there's coming a day when that seal is gonna be broken and what's in it is going to come out. And I wanna tell you, that's gonna happen at the resurrection. Uh, that seal's gonna be broken. Uh, for the Bible says, uh, for it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see as he is. I don't look like a child of God right now, but thank God one of these days when the sun comes back and the sun comes up in the morning, praise God, we're gonna get up on resurrection day. Our bodies are gonna be changed. The seal's gonna be broken and what is in us is going to come forth. Hallelujah. That's security, friend. Not only does it talk about the security in this seal, but it talks about the Savior. The Bible said, the Lord knoweth them that are his. You know, I know the Lord this morning. But what's more important is that the Lord knows me. My mind may forget a lot of things. In fact, the day may come when physically maybe dementia, maybe Alzheimer's, maybe uh, something happens, maybe a stroke, uh, maybe some tragic accident uh, that would leave us in some kind of vegetable state uh, to the point uh, that our conscience is no more working uh, and we can no longer remember. Uh, we may become physically uh, incompetent to the fact uh, that we may not remember the day that we got saved. Uh, we may not physically be able to remember the Lord. You say, preacher, I don't think that can happen. Well, go to the nursing home if you don't believe that can happen. There's people sitting in the nursing home. They're every bit as saved as you and I are, but they can't remember some things. Their mind has deteriorated to a point that they can't remember some things, and that can happen and will happen to many of us and could happen to all of us. But I'm telling you, when my physical mind may not remember, friend, my spirit is still saved my spirit is still sealed and there's one that will never forget there's one whose mind it's as sharp this morning as it ever has been I may not remember him in the end but he will remember me hallelujah you say preacher you really think you could get that way oh sure you could but I'll tell you even if my mind was to waste I didn't even know if we can fail listen if people can get to the place where they can't remember their own loved ones, you know they love them. They spent their life with them, but I've seen them look at them and look through them as if they didn't even know who they were. Doesn't mean that they don't love them and that they don't want to remember, but physically they cannot remember. But I'm telling you, just because they don't remember their loved ones, it doesn't mean their loved ones don't remember them and still love them. How much more is it with God? I'm telling you, friend, that your mind could deteriorate to the point that you could not remember anything. But I'll tell you what will happen when that portal opens and that veil is my friend gone and we look over into the glory world and we see his face for the first time we'll immediately know who it is he'll immediately come back to us Paul said I know whom I have believed in and I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day the sealing of this foundation it speaks of security it speaks of the Savior and then it speaks of the saved amen notice what he said in that phrase there he said the Lord knoweth them 
that are his. You know, the question I have for you this morning is do you belong to him? Because there's a lot of people that say they belong to him. The only problem is they don't live like they belong to him. And they've never lived like they belong to him. There's a lot of people that say they know Jesus I'm afraid they're going to stand one day to hear him say, depart from me, you that work iniquity, for I never knew you. They had religion, but religion's all they had. That's why some people can't live for God. That's why some people, they're in a little while, they're out a little while. They're in a little while, they're out a little while. They don't need to rededicate. They've never slid forward, friend. They need to get born in the family of God. Salvation will put a desire in your heart to live and to serve God. Amen. I'll illustrate it like this. I thought about someone the other day, just yesterday as I was preparing for this message, a family member that says they're saved, says they're saved, and says they're saved. But lady, they don't live like they're saved. They've never lived like they're saved. And I've been praying for them to get saved. If I was to go to them today and, and, and witness to them, they'd tell me they're saved. But the problem is they don't line up with this book. Brother, I'm convinced if people's lives, and I, you say, does your life line up? Not 100%, but my salvation lines up with it. Amen. Amen. You see, when a child of God gets out there in the world, God's going to take them to the woodshed. Somebody say amen. You're not going to continue in sin uh, forevermore. And I'm going to tell you how to know somebody's saved is when they're living in sin, if they're saved, they're the most unhappy person you're ever going to see on planet Earth. Amen? Because they can't enjoy their sin like they used to enjoy their sin before they got saved. And God's a whipping them and they're miserable and they're unhappy and they just can't never have any joy. They can't never have any victory. Things don't go good. They go bad because they're out of the will of God. Now I'm telling you, listen, when people People get out there and they claim to be saved, Brother Jay, and they're having the time of their life. Uh, they're Listen, they're living it up. Uh, listen, they're just having more fun out of church and they are in church. You chalk it up, friend. The Bible said, by their fruits, uh, ye shall know them. Now, someone might say, well, Brother Gravely, you don't know what's going on in their heart. No, but I wouldn't gamble because their countenance is witnessing against them. I preach that because I'm so afraid that we're living in days when a lot of people says they're saved, but they don't have the good friend. Salvation will make a change in your life. I don't do everything like I'm supposed to. God knows that. I, from the time I've been saved to this day, I have failed God every day of my life. I've had to ask for mercy. I've had to ask for forgiveness. There's not been a day that I haven't had to confess my sins to God. I don't have it all together. But I tell you, I know who I belong to this morning. <laughs> but David, I know there's things I can just think about doing. And he'll start talking to me immediately. So you get that out of your head right now. But you be thinking like that. He'll start talking to me immediately. And then there's times when I've slipped up and I've done things I shouldn't have done. I'm telling you, no more than I, while I was even doing that, condemnation got a hold of me. You say, you've been out in deep, dark, gross sin. No, but I've been in it enough to know that I shouldn't have been doing what I was doing. Maybe I said something I shouldn't have said. Hey, listen, maybe I disobeyed God in some way. And God said, you know, that's not what I told you to do. And uh, boy, the Lord had whipped me for that. And you know something about when I got a whip and I always knew uh, who was whipping me and I knew 
new wives getting a whipping. And that's the way it is with chastisement. Uh, God will whip you and he'll let you know that he's the one doing the whipping. He'll let you know why you're getting a whipping, friend. But there's a lot of people, they don't have that seal on their life. Uh, they don't have that witness on their life. Uh, they'll say things like this. Well, I don't see nothing wrong with that. I don't know. Listen, there, I, it doesn't bother me to do those things. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, friend, if you can go against the word of God and it doesn't bother you, uh, uh, you may not know the Lord. Uh, he may not know you uh, uh, because if God says it, that settles it this morning. He'll take you to the woodshed, the ceiling. I don't like chastisement. But I'll tell you what chastisement does. It reminds me to whom I belong to. The ceiling of this foundation, the standing of this foundation. Then I want you to see this lastly, the strength of this foundation. The Bible says, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Well, what strength Christ gives. You see, Christ is the foundation. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. He's the standing of this foundation. He's the ceiling of this foundation. It's in Christ that we're saved. Isn't that right? And we're in him and he is in us. And the, uh, the strength of this foundation is that everyone that names the name of who? Of Christ has the ability to depart from iniquity. Amen? You see, before I got saved and you got saved, we were slave to sin. We had to do what sin said. We couldn't say no to sin. We didn't have the ability. We didn't have the power uh, to overcome sin. But now that we're saved and we name the name of Christ, I want you to see their strength for the saints. Let everyone, I'm telling you, anybody that is saved this morning no longer has to be a slave to sin. You can overcome sin in your life if you'll do it through Jesus Christ. Amen. What did Paul say in Philippians 4 and verse 13? He said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Brother, if you're battling something, if you're if something's got a hold of you this morning, if there's a besetting sin in your life, if you'll come and if you'll ask Christ for strength, if you'll ask Christ to help you, if you'll pray to Christ and say, would you help me? Would you give me strength? Let everyone that names the name of Christ uh, depart from iniquity. I'm talking about their strength for the saints and their strength in the Savior. You see, this morning, we can't overcome sin ourselves. You listen, there, I'm, not, I'm not preaching to you this morning a higher power or, or, or as far as a, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, better thinking. I'm not preaching some psychological uh, philosophical thing this morning. What I'm saying to you this morning is that I don't have the ability to overcome sin. But if I pray and in Jesus' name and if I trust him and if I ask him, there's strength for the saint in the Savior. He'll give you the strength to overcome what you could not overcome within yourself if you'll pray to God about it, if you'll ask God to help you with it. I knew a man one time, uh, listen, he had a bad tobacco problem and he came to me and he said, I want you to pray for me. He said, I've done everything. He said, I've done, he said, I've went to smoking a pipe. He said, I, I've chewed a, a knickerhead. He said, I've done everything. Everything possible. He said, but I can't overcome these cigarettes. And he said, it's a slave to me. He was, I mean, he was serious about it. And I told him, I said, I'll help you pray about it. I said, but let me ask you this. Have you really agonized with God about your cigarettes? Have you asked God to help you? He said, preacher, I have. I said, well, I'll tell you what to do. I said, every time you want a cigarette, why don't you bow your head and pray? 
I said, instead of smoking, start praying. Amen. And pray until he takes the craving away. You know, God gave that man victory. It wasn't anything I did or said. I'm going to tell you what it was. It wasn't anything he did or said. He had tried everything. What happened was when he asked Christ for strength, let everyone that named the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Thank God I don't have to live like hell this morning. Can I tell you something? I don't want to live like the devil. I'm not telling you I do everything I ought to do and should do, but I don't want to sin. Amen. I don't want to, God, I tell you, I hate it when I sin, don't you? I don't want to live in sin. By the way, you can live your day and not sin if you'll just walk with God and pray in the Spirit. Now, I'm telling you what, when you're a child of God, what grieves you the most about sin is that you know that your sin grieved the heart of God and you don't want to grieve Him. You don't want to hurt Him. You don't want to disappoint Him. You want to please Him. If, if you're right with God, you do the things you do and there's strength in serving the Lord. There's strength over sin. Let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from the... I'll tell you something this morning in closing. You can come to an altar, and you should, and I should, and we can pray about our sin. We can ask God to forgive us. Oftentimes, that's all we do with it. But I want to tell you something. If you really want to get right with God over your sin, what you do is you ask God to forgive you but you make your mind up in that altar. I'm never, by the grace of God, I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going this way again. I'm done with this. It's then God gives victory. You say, well, preacher, what if I fail? We do fail. But friend, I'm telling you, when we fail, we ought to ask God for forgiveness. We ought to ask God for the strength to never go back to it again. I'm afraid many times we repent and repent and repent, but do we depart from that iniquity? Get out of the sinning business. Get away from what you're doing. If you're with the wrong crowd, you got to get away from it. You come to the altar to ask God to forgive you for, for yoking up and doing the things that they're doing. But if you go back to work or go back to school or go back to wherever on, on what Monday or whatever day and you associate with those people again, guess what? You, you're going to fall right back in the same pit you was in. You know, when I worked on a public job, I would go to the break room sometimes and I would get my lunch and, and I, would, I would speak to some people. I didn't want to become across, uh, you know, that I was, that wasn't uh, social, sociable. So I would say a few words, talk to them a few minutes and, and make comments with them and everything. And then I remember I would always go find me a place in those carpet racks somewhere and eat my lunch and read my Bible or do something like that. And sometimes they would say things like, well, won't you stay with us? You, you're too good to eat at our table, but... I said, oh, I just, I'm going to go over here and read my Bible. That pretty much did it. I could have said, well, I'll read it right here, but then they'd all been in the racks, amen. But what I knew was this. I knew I couldn't handle that crowd. I knew that if I sat at their table long enough, I'd start speaking their language. Brother, I don't want to talk their language. I'd start thinking the way they think. I'm telling you this morning, a lot of times what happens is we repent over things, but we go right back to the very area or the very atmosphere that's going to pull us right in. You know, if a person has got a gambling problem, you better stay away from Las Vegas, somebody say amen. Stay away from there anyway, somebody say amen. Had a lady one time come and 
said she went to Las Vegas and prayed over all the machines that was in the casinos. If you believe that, you can sue your brain for non-support. Amen. I don't believe that. I don't have a desire to gamble one bit, but I got better sense than to walk through a casino and spend three or four days because, because, because the temptation to do something that I have no desire to do right now could be prevalent at that very moment. And this old wicked flesh could fail. Depart from iniquity. Stay away from things. Stay away from, from people. You can witness to them. You owe them the gospel, but that's all you owe the world is the gospel. This morning as we stand, I'm glad I got a foundation. I couldn't live for God myself. There's no way. But I'm glad I got a foundation of salvation. What about you this morning?